morning. Thanks, Ian. How's everybody doing today? Yeah. We know Sean's excited. <laughs> uh, why don't you stand for a minute, and if you're uh, not too angry at me for asking you to do so, find someone you haven't met before and say hi, or tell someone you forgot. All right. Very well done. We are taking video of those of you who never did that, and we'll come to you later. No, I'm kidding. You can find your seat again. Great. Great to see you all. Well, I want to uh, take a couple of moments and talk about baptism before we do the baptism. And I also want to give you some exceptionally good news this morning. Anybody want good news this morning? Okay. <laughs> good. You are ready. Um, we celebrate new life in baptisms. Baptism is an act of obedience in, in following Jesus. In Matthew 28, when uh, Jesus was about to ascend to heaven, he gave the, the proclamation to his disciples, and he said, you know, go tell the whole world about me and, um, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So when someone puts their trust in Jesus, um, we encourage them exhort them, help them to follow Jesus in obedience by being baptized. The, the word baptized, the Greek word baptizo, just means to immerse. So that, that's, that's the only reason we use that word is we're going to dunk them, right? But baptism is more than just getting wet. Baptism is a symbol of death to self. So in a sense, we are celebrating the death of these people this morning. Don't get freaked out on me. We're celebrating the fact that they've identified with Jesus, his death and his resurrection. And when they come out of that water, the celebration is new life, a new orientation, a whole new direction in their lives. Um, it's the public declaration of our faith, and it's a symbol and a sign that we've committed ourselves to Jesus. Um, baptism itself is not what brings us to Jesus. It's not this baptism that makes somebody a Christian. Any more than, as I said in our baptism class, this wedding ring makes me married. This wedding ring, um, not that I could ever take it off if I wanted to at this point in my life, <laughs> or would want to, this wedding ring doesn't make me married to Jane. This wedding ring is the symbol that I've committed my life to Jane for the rest of our lives together, that I've committed myself to a life of uh, love and sacrifice and joy with her. That's what the ring demonstrates. It shows I made a, a choice. Jane and I made a choice to unite ourselves one to another. And so being those being baptized this morning have made that commitment to Jesus. They've said, Jesus, I want to be united with you, and I never want to walk away. And I want to, I want to sacrifice for you. I want to be in a love relationship with you. That's what baptism is about. So um, these people walking into the baptism and out of the baptism wet and maybe a little bit embarrassed are brand new people, not perfect people, but brand new people. People changed. People loved supernaturally. People encountered by God continuing to encounter God. People who are forgiven and empowered to live like Jesus and then become more like him every day in character and in action. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, here's the exceptionally good news, and maybe you've heard this good news before. 
But even if you've heard this good news before, it is so good for us to reclaim the reality of our redemption in Jesus, what he's done for us. But some of you have not heard this good news, and I'm speaking to you or to those who have sat in church for days, weeks, years, centuries, I don't know, and heard this news but never realized that it speaks to you. God created every single one of us. He created us uniquely, and he set his love upon us. He, he longs, as we, we sang in the song, he longs to have a love relationship with us, and he'll do whatever it takes to introduce himself to us, to woo us back to him. God knows each person gathered here, loves us, uh, pursues us, and invites us to be in a relationship with him. Here's the bad news, the bad part of the good news, and we see it everywhere in our world and experience it in our lives. Sin and brokenness are rampant in the world. Every one of us knows there has been, there has been a place in our lives where we've walked away from God. We've taken our lives and we said, I think, thanks for the breath, appreciate it, I think I've got it from here. And then we've run our lives into the ground. Every single one of us has done that. And it's that sin, that, that uh, really self-idolatry that separates us from the God who created us and is consistently pursuing us. The Bible says it this way, everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible makes it clear, not to make you feel bad, but to help you recognize the reality. You know, I've turned myself away from God. And the result of that, according to the Bible, is spiritual death. We're separated from God because we've turned away from him. It's like a, a chasm. You've ever seen the Grand Canyon. I mean, take the Grand Canyon and multiply it by a million, and that is the difference between a perfect, loving, and holy God and any single one of us who at one point turned from God and sinned against him. Perfect God, imperfect people, there's this big gap. And Jesus is the one that fills that gap. God made a way, a loving way, a sacrificial way, for us to be reconciled to the one who created us. Jesus is that way. John 14, Jesus was saying to the disciples who were still trying to figure out, like, what's going on here? He speaks to them because one of them says, show us the way to God. And Jesus says, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. In the book of Romans, Paul's writing, and he says, this is how God demonstrated his love towards us, in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before you sinned, Christ died for you. In spite of your sin, Christ died for you. Even now, Jesus that, that perfect life, that perfect death, that perfect resurrection is payment for our sin. His death on the cross paid for us. The, the beauty of Jesus, the significance, the, the, the difference between Jesus and any other religion or faith is that Jesus beat death. He didn't, he didn't stay there. He came out of the grave. He rose from the dead. And Jesus offered himself to us as the way that we could be connected once again with God. Maybe you've heard that because you've come on Easter or Christmas or, you know, 
you've, you've heard that before, but you've never recognized that just having the knowledge, having the knowledge of the good news without experience of the good news does you no good. It's like somebody giving you a check for a million dollars and you say, that's awesome, but you never put it in the bank. That you, you've get, you get no gift from it. You get, there's no experience of it. And so, two, a personal relationship with Jesus, with God through Christ, demands personal response. You have to, you get to, you're invited to individually receive Jesus, to ask Jesus to come into your life and to save you from your sin, to fill you with his Holy Spirit, and to pour his love out in you. That's the promise, Romans 5.5. 5. Hope does not disappoint because God's poured out his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given us this day. I just love it. I mean, I wish I could say we planned it, but we just, we just don't. But I love it that, that our baptism is also on Pentecost Sunday because it's a beautiful symbol of the love of God in Christ and then the love um, poured out on the church in the Holy Spirit. John 1.12, it says, To all who have received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so I want every one of us to hear the invitation this morning. He's pursuing you. Jesus, the risen Savior, is pursuing you. He's coming after you. He's not, you don't have to be afraid of him. He's coming after you in love. But he will change everything about your life. So if you want your life to be changed, if you need your life to be changed, if you need to experience love like you've never experienced love before, Jesus is saying, come to me, even this morning on this baptism Sunday. If today, right now, you recognize that you don't want to be separated from God anymore, then, okay, I'm not God, but let my voice be the word of God to you. Jesus says, come to me. I want to pour out my love into your heart this day. For you, today is the day of salvation. So if that is your heart's desire today, you can sense that God's speaking to you right now. This, these words make sense, but more than just making sense, you feel the conviction. You feel God moving on your heart. Then I want to invite you to pray with me and make the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. Because it's a decision that impacts not just this life, but life eternal. For the one who comes to Christ, Jesus gives not just life in heaven, but a new life eternally beginning right now, a completely different type of life. So let's all bow our heads. If that's where you are today, a longing to give your life to Jesus and let his love come into your life, then you can just pray with me in your own heart. Oh God, I want to know you personally. Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. I want to open the door of my life right now. And I want to ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive my sins. I ask you to give me eternal life. I say today, Jesus, I want to follow you as my Savior and as my King. And I ask you, Jesus, 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit and stamp my life with heaven today. Amen. If today, even this moment, you prayed that prayer or a prayer like that and you you can tell God is touching you or you're interested. I, I've asked Ian, um, who was just up here before, to stand back by the cross. Quite symbolic. I didn't plan that. Stand by the cross and by the prayer room. And as we're moving ahead with baptisms, I would encourage you, if you just prayed that or you've got some questions about a life of following Jesus, just slip back and talk to Ian. And Ian would be happy to answer questions, pray for you, pray with you. Okay. Now for the fun, fun part, I want to ask our uh, baptizees to come forward so you can come right up here. And if you can sort of stand between me and Eric, you want to give him a hand. It takes a lot of courage to. Okay, are we missing one? Oh, there. <laughs> I thought we were missing one. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, uh, ask each person here this morning to give a brief testimony. I just pray for them. This is, this is hard, awkward, uncomfortable, and glorious that they are about to de declare their faith publicly in Jesus. And then they're going to take a bath in front of you. And, and, they're, and they're going to say, I'm willing to be all in for Jesus. So I'll, I'll ask each to give their testimony. And then um, at the end of that, I'll have a couple of public declarations for them to make. They'll just repeat after me. And then we'll stand and worship. And um, as, while the final song's going on, I'll dunk them all. Okay, let's start with Mior. <laughs> Would you rather go second? Okay, let's start with Sean. You're not shy, are you? Um, yeah, okay. not much. Uh, I Tell us your name and then... My name is Sean, and uh, a couple of years ago, I asked the Holy Spirit to come and fill me with its presence and stuff. And that's all. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. All right. My name is Miora, and what would you like to say about what Jesus has done for you? Um, he's made a lot of miracles in my life. Do you feel like he's forgiven you? Yeah. Okay. And do you want to serve him? Yes. Okay, great, Miora. Thank you. Okay. Emerson. Uh, my name is Emerson, and um, I got saved, I think, one or two months ago. Um, um, Anything else you'd like to say about that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. I'm Matthew. I don't remember when I was saved. It was very young with my mom in a car, but just ever since then, I've been devoted to Christ and still haven't been baptized yet. So I'm doing this out of obedience and to take the next step to show God that I love him and that I'm his beloved. I mean, I remember one time when I was 
pretty young. I was at an IHOPE service, and I saw somebody who had a leg shorter than the other grow after prayer, and I just, ever since then, God has been so real to me. Like, I, I saw him work miracles, and I trust and believe in him to do more. That's great. All right, if you guys want to just come a little closer to me here. Just there, 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 there. Okay, all right. I'm going to make four statements, and these are your statements, your public statements of affirmation of your faith in Jesus. So I'll say a statement, and you can repeat after me, and then we'll do the baptism. I believe Jesus gave his life on the cross to pay for my sin. You, you all get to say it at once. I believe Jesus gave his life on the cross to pay for my sin. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I believe he rose again from the dead. I place my faith in Jesus as my Savior. I will follow and serve him as my Lord and my King. Amen. All right. Okay, you guys can start worshiping and um, we'll start the baptisms. You're welcome to stand, to watch, to worship, to come closer if you want, to cry and weep like a baby, whatever you like. All right, you can be seated. Thanks if you guys want to stay and hang out for a while or whatever you want to do. Okay, all right. Um, because uh, it's Pentecost and um, we wanted to just be open to whatever the Holy Spirit wanted to do this morning, rather than do a big message after the baptism, we just thought we'd uh, encounter the Holy Spirit. We just thought we'd let the Holy Spirit come and do whatever it is that he wants. So I asked Ian to sort of facilitate this with me. As, as I'm speaking just for a minute or two here, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Um, maybe even as I was speaking earlier, God said something to you that you need to declare in front of us all. So maybe there's a, a word that God gave you. It's for the church. It's for someone specific. We want to just open up this space to do that. Maybe you've got a testimony of a, of a miraculous provision or a work in your life. That too is good news, right? And that's worship. So, so bring that. Um, maybe you think you might have a prophetic word uh, for the church. We're just going to give it a whirl. Here, here's something that God showed me two weeks ago. I, I don't think I was speaking. I can't remember. I was sitting over there during worship, and I had, I had this picture, and it was a little, a little bizarre, but work with me here. I, I close my eyes during worship, and I see the very first scene in the Beverly Hillbillies. If you're old enough, you'll remember, up from the ground comes a bubbling crude. And I saw the picture. It was black and white in my mind. I saw the picture. I could see this oil coming up from the ground. And I, I mean, I'm, I've been walking with Jesus long enough to know that's just not me being strange. That's God wanting to say something unique. And so I said, Lord, what are you, what are you saying? And I, here's what I feel like the Lord said for us as a vineyard church. There's wealth in your soil. There's something rich and deep and wealthy in your soil, and I want to bring it up. And so, um, because God loves me, I, I mean, and this is the way my mind works, I, I recognized at that point, after the Lord said that, you know, there, there are three Hebrew words um, for the verb to prophesy. 
And the one that's used the most in the Old Testament is nava, N-A-B-A is what it looks like, but pronounced nava, and it literally means to bubble up. So when people in the Old Testament, New Testament too, when you see them prophesying, the, the word that in the Hebrew mind would, is used there would be something is bubbling up from within me, and it means to sort of speak forth. So what I think God wants to do in our midst today, tomorrow, and until Jesus comes again, is allow the wealth that's within us to bubble up. Remember, this is not a natural resource, the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural resource. The Spirit of God is in us who believe. And, and I think to quote Bill Johnson, he wants to get out. <laughs> He's in us and he wants to work. So I'm just going to wait a little bit. Ian, if you want to come forward and stand awkwardly up here with me, that would be great. Just going to wait and see. Remember, this is, this is the family of God. So if you think maybe you have a word or something, I'm going to ask you to be um, militantly brief. Um, we're not looking for messages or sermons, but if you think God's saying something, and then we'll test it together or a testimony. Okay, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come now. These are your people, and this is your church. Holy Spirit, come and fill your church. Come and fill your people. Jesus, come and touch us. Act upon us. Woo us with your love. Show us this day your goodness and your mercy, your deep love and your grace. just ask us to tell us um, tell us your name and give what you think the Lord's saying. I'm such a I'm Stacy, um, and I had a word um, during one of the worship songs early on. It's the song where it says that he's gonna, if he'd leave the 99 and go find you if you got lost. And I, I got this picture of one of the, the lambs, the reason that he wasn't with the 99 is that he'd gotten wire caught around one of his legs. And that was something, it came from actually his his own sin. And um, it was really, um, he got really frustrated and he was really angry with the shepherd because he kept getting it more twisted up and the shepherd wasn't coming and, and helping him get it untwisted. But it was his sin that was, um, it, it was, oh gosh, I forgot the word, what was it? It was, it was his pride because he couldn't, he wanted to do it himself and he didn't want the shepherd to help him, but he needed the shepherd to help him, but he was getting angry with the shepherd because it, he wasn't doing it, but he didn't want him to do it. It was the kind of this catch 22. And, um, it, um, so it, it just kept getting worse and worse because he was trying to get tang untangled, but it was, he wasn't doing it well. And God basically said, through the shepherd, God being the shepherd, obviously, said to him, stop. You're messing it up. If today is the day. I want you just to stop. Lay down. Let me untangle you. And I want to set you free. And I know that that's a word for me. And it is, um, it's, oh, I'm forgetting the one word that seems like it's really important and it'll probably pop up in a minute. Um, but it's, um, it, it's blaming God for the things that are that are wrong in my life. It's my disappointment. That's the word. It was the disappointments. And 
um, that's what was all tangled around my, my, the leg, my, my leg being the lamb, um, was my disappointments. And I've been blaming God for my disappointments and saying, how come you're doing this to me? And he's saying, you know, you're doing it to yourself, but would you lay down and let me set you free? And he wants to do that for some other people in this room today. So let this be the day. Would you lay down and let him set you free? Sorry that didn't come across that. No, that was great. If I could ask some of the ministry team members to come forward on either side, just a couple of ministry team members. And here's, we're just going to do this family style. As, as you hear a word that's for you, will you respond? Come up to a ministry team member or come up to the front and just begin to pray. There, there, there are people here for whom you resonate with that word and you realize you are angry at God, you're disappointed, and you don't want him to do the healing work that he wants to do. And today the Lord's saying to you, let go. Yeah, during worship, the Lord led me to, uh, to James 2, 12 through 13. I just want to read it and then yeah, I just feel like he wants to release some things from it. It says, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah, Lord, we thank you that your mercy is greater than judgment will ever be. And I feel like one thing that the Lord was uh, was giving me was specifically this idea of like a judgment boomerang. In other words, like there are judgments that you have cast upon people in the past. There are judgments that, that maybe you've put forth and you, you, you've started to realize that. You started to realize and you have actually entered into a similar season of the same judgments that you cast. Maybe uh, a circumstance that you were judging someone else for being in that circumstance, but now you actually find yourself in that same same place and you just feel trapped. You're actually like, you feel like you're being hit by your own judgment that you cast like several years ago. And I feel what the Lord wants to do is he wants to bring freedom to that. He wants to break that off. And specifically, he wants to give you a, a powerful grace and mercy and, and, and I feel like there was even maybe some people that you've cast judgments and now you actually no longer have the opportunity to own up to the judgments that you've cast. I don't know if there's been a passing or, or I don't know what it is. And the Lord actually just wants to overflow the judgment that you've cast with mercy. And so... Um, yeah, I just, I, I want to release that over and I, we encourage you forward, but even if you're, you're here and you want to stand up, if you feel like that relates to you, we can just pray upon you. I'm just going to release it and feel free to, to come forward. Or if there's someone near you standing or, or, or being ministered by the Holy Spirit, if you would just like reach a hand out and pray. And I just encourage you, I know it's like a brave thing to, to own up, but I feel like the Lord really just wants to, to, to pound you in, in his kindness with mercy. And so Lord, we thank you that your mercy triumphs over judgment. Lord, we thank you that you knew as, as, as we cast these, these judgments, even unknowingly, that, that you would then meet it in this moment with your mercy. And so, Lord, we, we just ask that, that, that you would come, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you that you are actually providing a space of freedom in, in this place that you are no longer being hit. Right now, I actually break off the enemy and I say he has no place to then hit you with judgments that you've cast. Lord, I thank you that you are breaking freedom right now in this place, that, that you are bringing it. And Lord, I, I, I thank you for just like an overwhelming sense of love and mercy that's coming on these individuals. And I just hear him speaking over you. He's saying, it's okay, my child. He's saying, it's okay, my child. 
My mercy covers the judgment that you passed. And so, Lord, I thank you that there is freedom in your mercy. And so, Lord, we just, we ask you to come in your mercy. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just say come. Continue to do a work. And if you're, you're near someone, you can just kind of pray upon your own. We want to wait on the Lord and, and, and just sit in this place. And so feel free to pray upon or just even sit in this place and just ask the Holy Spirit to, to come and do his work. So Holy Spirit, yeah, just come. My name is Merlin Gonzalez, and um, as Randy was speaking at, at, at first, I saw the word influence. Many of us are who want to influence others, but we are the ones that's being influenced. Sometimes you are going in the height of your success, and the more you're going success, there are a lot more people applauding over you, but they're really influencing you instead of them, of you influencing others. Jesus came to bring the culture of the kingdom. And I think it's just prophetic that during Pentecost Sunday that God is challenging us to influence the world to mirror what the kingdom looks like here on earth. And the world's not going to show that to you. So it's going to be weird that you will be influencing people. And I think it's time now that the Lord is saying to you, arise and shine. And then shine in the darkness because the culture of heaven is going to come whether you like it or not. And it might as well you and I be part of bringing the culture of heaven here on earth. And miracles going to happen. Many of us are thinking about miracles. Let's wait for the revival. But the revival is already in your heart because Jesus is in your heart and he is the revival. And God is saying, bring the influence of heaven here on earth. And it, it, it starts within one of us and all of us eventually. In, uh, in just a minute, Ian's going to just ask us all to stand and pray. Could give a couple other words and pray for the Holy Spirit to do that. So if you're responding internally to what Merlin uh, was, just, was just saying, you, you're called to bring the influence of heaven, then I want you to respond at that point. I've got one other word, and it, it's just because um, it is actually Pentecost today, which in, a, in the liturgical calendar out there in the church world, around the world, it's a new season. We, we just finished the season of Easter. And today, literally, in the church calendar, we, we begin the, 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 um, the season of Pentecost. Some of us here recognize you're, you're longing for a new season in your spiritual life. Obviously, we don't bring new seasons, but we can say yes to new seasons. So if, if, if that connects with you, again, you can stand or come up to someone in the, in the, um, on the ministry team. I just want to release you into a new season before God, not something that will be man-made, not something that you have to organize or, uh, or uh, strive after, but something that you say yes to. And it's, it's a spring season, and it's a season of power. It's kind of piggyback off of the, the, the judgment word. I feel like... Um, 
I wrote it down and I forgot and I just want to, but, but specifically the power of the tongue, that maybe there are actually words that you've cast that you've never been able to, to own up to or, or words that, that you've put out that, uh, that you no longer have the opportunity to have a conversation about those words. And so I, I, I cover that in the, the mercy has covered that. A couple other things I felt like the Lord was highlighting. There's uh, someone here that has uh, like uh, pain in their pancreas or maybe even pancreatic cancer. And I feel like the Lord was saying that he wants to heal you. Um, also pain in your kidneys, um, and then also lower back, that it's, uh, that you have like something like deep tissue in your lower back. Maybe you've had like, for just like deep pain in your lower back for quite some time. I feel like the Lord wants to, to heal you of that. Okay. Um, awesome. Do you want to do that? And then, awesome. Great. Yeah. Why don't you all stand? Um, Philip, you want to come? Someone we had talked about baptism a while ago, and, and uh, he said it's time. So we're going to do one more baptism. So tell us who you are and tell us why you want to be baptized. My name is Philip, and I just um, recently reconnected with God, and so I want to get baptized. was wanting to read out of Acts 2 and it was perfect. I was going to do that to end and then as we just pray. So she's going to read this and impart what happened thousands of years ago. Yeah, and it's also in two, uh, in Joel 2, 28 I think. And anytime God says something twice in the word you need to pay attention because it's a done deal in his book. So in the last days I will offer my spirit to humanity as a libation. Your children will boldly speak the word of the Lord. Young warriors will see visions, and your elders will dream dreams. Yes, in these days, I shall offer my spirit to all servants, both male and female, and they will boldly speak my word and in the heavens above and on the earth below. And then Peter goes on to say later, um, Then your sins will be forgiven. And the gift of the Holy Spirit will be yours. He's talking to people who are being baptized. For the promise of the Spirit is for you and for your children and for all the people. Even those considered outsiders and outcasts, the Lord our God invites everyone today to come to him. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I just want to end in that place of, of being reminded, Holy Spirit, he wants to, he wants to minister. And so one thing I, I heard even to close is, is the Lord actually wants to encounter you, that there's actually like even maybe some people here that, that believe that the Holy Spirit is just an emotional state. And I feel like he's saying he's not an emotional state, he's actually a person. And him as a person wants to come. He has been here and he wants to come and he wants to touch you. And so I'm just going to pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. And it says that when they were up in the upper room, he came like a rushing wind and the ground began to shake. And like a rushing wind, the Holy Spirit, and he came upon the disciples. And from that point, fear actually became faith. Peter, who, who had denied Jesus just several weeks before, several, for several days prior, he preached a message that, that led 3,000 people to Christ. 
And so as the Holy Spirit comes, he breaks off fear, but he actually empowers our lives to go out and give away his love and power to the world. And so if you wanna see the Holy Spirit, just hold out your hands and I'm just gonna pray. And, and then after you can even come forward and we're just gonna just invite him to come. So we, we pray the beautiful prayer that, that happened on Mother's Day in the 60s that became a, a, a center of, of the vineyard prayer. And we just say, come Holy Spirit. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, that's all we want. We want you, come Holy Spirit. We don't need to make it fancy. We don't need to make it long. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, would you come in this place? Fill this place, touch people here. Lord, we thank you for your manifest presence, that that you are here in this place, that you are bringing freedom, you are breaking off fear. Come Holy Spirit, minister in this place. Do your work. You're going to feel the Holy Spirit. And as you experience him, as you feel him, you'll, you'll recognize that there's like a presence that you just, you can't quite put a finger on. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he just wants to touch you. And as he touches you, he's going to, he's going to do something in you. Because when he touches you, he actually does something in your inner world. And so Holy Spirit, just touch our inner world right now. Break off fear, break off despair, break off depression. Holy Spirit's coming. He's breaking off the spirit of suicide. No longer does the spirit of suicide have a place. Holy Spirit, come. And we're just going to wait. Holy Spirit, come. And just be in tune, be present. What, what is he doing? What is he saying? He wants to do something in you and for you today. the Lord is releasing the fire of his presence um, I'm actually like sweating and you may not fully understand it. it it's just the fire of his presence and I feel like he wants to release that like passionate fiery love that he has and he wants to burn up insecurity and he wants to burn up fear and he wants you to be fully consumed with the fire of his love and and like Song of Solomon like nothing nothing can interrupt this love this fire like no death no, no water, no nothing. Like he wants you to be fully consumed by this fiery love. So I just ask Holy Spirit, would you release the fire of your presence? Would you release your fiery love over our hearts? Baptize us again in your love, Jesus. Spirit, keep ministering to our hearts. The fire.
fire of your presence. We thank you. We thank you for your burning. And we thank you that your burning actually leads us into deep adoration of you. For the Holy Spirit actually uplifts Jesus and all that he does. And so in this place, he's actually helping us fall more in love with Jesus. So Holy Spirit, come, continue to work, Holy Spirit. We love you. We're thankful for you. here I'm happy to to pray and 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 don't leave this space because he actually encounters us here so that everything looks different out there and so as he comes here it actually means that our lives are different on the outside and so Holy Spirit would you just show us and, and, and mold us and form us and show us what does it look like to be filled with your spirit we ask that the old men would dream dreams, the young men would prophesy. We, we thank you that you are bringing signs and wonders to this earth, and, and not for signs and wonders sake, but that you as Jesus would be glorified, that, that your name would be lifted high. Just uh, one, one last word of encouragement, and we'll, we'll uh, release any of you that need to go get your kids or go, you're welcome to go, but I have one more thing from the Lord. I'm Beth, and it was kind of fun. I was just sitting over there. I see I see in pictures a lot, like in my mind. And right before Heather prayed for the fire, I just saw everyone in our section over here, just sprinkler systems were coming up from within, and they were sprinkling out to the next person and over and so on. This whole area is drenched, but it wasn't just our section. It was every section here. You all are just getting this uh, sprinkler system like some people were kind of like their plumbing was turning on like you turn on the plumbing after a winter time on an outside spigot but it was just bubbling up and everybody nobody's excluded every person has the ability to have that river flow fresh and clean and in addition the Lord wants to give out the ability to hear him in new ways so if you want a new way just put your hands out and say come Holy Spirit I want to see you I want to hear you I want to have dreams and visions impart to me whatever you have for me in Jesus name if you're receiving from God stay as long as you want if you want prayer come up Go to turn to someone. Um, you are released to be in the presence of God, to continue to worship Him. You can stay here all afternoon till the worship night at 6 if you want to. Go in peace. <laughs>